0: for 25 years now I, I didn't want to be a Christian to be really honest with you I did not want to be a Christian I wanted God to help me get out of stuff but I didn't want to be a Christian why would you want to become a Christian so I've got in my own testimony something where I know I didn't want to be the very thing I've become that's whacked out right Because someone decided something different, and someone entered into me through this thing called spirit and power, and took me from here to here, and I stand before you today as one who's been journeying for the last 25 years with him and his people, as someone who wants to be Christ-like, not just say, I'm a Christian. The world doesn't need more Christians. The world needs more Christ-like people. right? Because once again, we can just say one thing and live something entirely different. And Jesus has a word for that, doesn't he? Beginning with H. He doesn't really speak too highly when he calls you a hypocrite. Because you say one thing, but you do the absolute opposite of what's coming out of your mouth. And that was not him, right? What he said, he did. So we have this opportunity and an invitation to become like him, but it doesn't just happen. Right? You can't just go, it's going to happen because it's going to happen because the book says it's going to happen. There's an engagement in it, correct? There's a working out your salvation with fear and trembling, but you don't do it, but you engage in the process to become like him through this thing called spirit and truth. And the three things we're going to look at over the weekend is spirit, power, and the spiritual word. I believe that's the only three things we need to become Christ like men. We need to know the Spirit. So we need to be born of the Spirit. You need to be born of the power of the Spirit, and you need to know what it is to eat the spiritual word. Everything else gets sorted out if you know those three things. It's that simple, right? Now, within those three things, it's quite highly complex. Because how do you know the invisible man? And I'm going to share a lot of testimony because I didn't want to be a Christian. So how do you go from not wanting to be a Christian to being full on and really wanting to be a Christian and Christ-like? Not through your own strength. Not through your own power. Not through your own ability to try to live and keep this. Are you sick of that? Are you sick of trying to live out a standard that you can't keep? Have you tried loving your brother like Jesus? How are you getting on with that? Out of your own strength. Not well. Not well. <laughs> Becomes very behaviourally driven, right? Because as long as he's behaving well, I can love him. But as soon as his behavior's not lovely, I don't really love him. And if he really slaps me up in, in, you know, up in the head, then I might slap him back, but I'm supposed to love them the way Jesus loved them and I'm supposed to give them my other cheek and then I'm supposed to pray for them and I'm supposed to, apparently according to this I'm called to endure all things, believe all things hope all things, bear all things not hold an account of wrong all right? not be jealous I'm supposed to be patient, kind, gentle that's a standard beyond my natural ability to keep do you agree? I cannot keep that standard as an earthling. So I need someone else in my life if I'm going to live out what this truth calls me to. I need grace, which is not a covering. It's a power to live out what truth calls me to, right? Anything less than that, and it's just religion. If you're trying to live this out through your flesh, it's religion. You're stuck in religion and your worship is in vain, which means it's futile because you can do this, but you actually don't lose your life for his sake and live for him, but you do this every Sunday. You can see dreams and dreams and have visions, but if you don't have love, you can be an absolute world. Gong. And your life can be burnt up for ministry and him go, it's a whole waste of time because you didn't have love. And love is a person, not an emotion, not a feeling, not even a choice. God is love. So there's a wrestle, guys, to become Christ-like, and so we've got to wrestle with him and one another. And I just want maybe a couple of guys. I want someone to read out Matthew 10:25 and Luke 6:40. Someone read out Matthew 10:25. And Luke, and then next one, read out Luke 6.40. And read it out slowly. And maybe just emphasize on the words that are there that he really wants us (coughs) to focus on. It is enough for students to be like their teachers. And servants like their masters. If the heat of the house will called beautiful, how much more will the means on the house That's it. So it's just that first part. And Luke 6, 40. A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like. Fully trained. We spend our entire lives being fully trained for earthly jobs. All right? We get specialised in certain areas so we can earn income and keep our family fed, right? We go to great lengths to be specially trained, fully trained it says to be doctors, lawyers, pilots, army, fathers, mothers, we spend all this time and energy being fully trained in all this stuff which ultimately is perishing. How much time do we spend getting fully trained to become like the Master? To become like Him. You're not Him. Let's make that clear, right? We're not God's. But you have God in you. Why do you have God in you? So you can become like God. Christ like. Not just give yourself a title, be covered by blood, but never know the transformational power of the blood to change you, to renew you, to save your complete spirit, soul, body, that you, while you walk on this earth, can release the manifestation of Jesus Christ out of your being. Do you know that's what you were called and chosen for? Not just getting a ticket to heaven because you prayed a prayer one day. As good as heaven's going to be, the guy from heaven came to earth and said, "My kingdom of heaven is on earth, and I want to see ambassadors from the place I'm from being able to demonstrate and minister the wisdom of God, which is not head knowledge, it's a demonstration of power and a life transform. So a whole world will know I was sent for them through the oneness and the love of my people. You can spend your whole life going to services and have no idea of what it just said and then miss out on that because you thought church was going to a building, singing a whole lot of songs, putting some money in a bucket, maybe going on some missions, maybe sharing your faith with someone, but what you didn't realize is you were called for much more than that. You were called to be an image bearer of the one who bought and paid for you. Think about that. Romans 8 Transformed into the image of the Christ, predestined before the foundations of the earth, handpicked, selected, marked by God before you ever had a chance to mess anything up. <laughs> I spend so much time thinking, Oh, look what I've done, look what I haven't done, look what I do. I was Get over it and get on board with. Who I say you are. Anyone want to ask me a question? Make a comment statement? This one thing we're going to be to, over the weekend is we're going to be confronted with the reality, right? I'm going to release the reality of what I've come into and know over the past 24 years, which has radically changed me. Not perfect, still struggle with stuff. But those things don't separate from becoming Christ-like. That's how good this is. You see, we've taught live morally correct. Jesus says live a life by faith. And if you live a life by faith, guess what you won't be doing? Living immoral. But we focus on not trying to be immoral and we miss out by living by faith. Because we're looking the wrong way. Because that's what we do. That's what the flesh does, right? Right? We're always looking functionally, not fellowship. Because that's what we do. Because that's what's in us. Especially as men. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, believe, where do we go? What do you need to do? He said, no, the work of God is to believe. We're going, what do you do to believe? There's no doing in believe. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And I personally believe God is shaking the living foundation out of the institutional heart and mind to awaken him and her up for a reality that he wants us to come into. So the institution is not a building. The institution is your heart and your mind if you're still institutionalized through being of the flesh and not the spirit. It says spirit and truth, but you can live in flesh and your version of truth. See why knowing the Spirit and being baptised in the Spirit is so essential? So when you come to the Word, you're not creating your version of the Word saying, oh, this is the Word of God. I go, no, it's not. The Word of God is Jesus Christ. This is what this tells me. This is the Bible. These are the living scriptures. But Jesus said, I am the Word of God. And out of me I speak words, which are what? Spirit, oh, they're spiritual words, so they're not fleshly words. So they're not English, and they're not Hebrew, and they're not Greek. They're spiritual words that must be heard through the Spirit, which is a language on its own, and I'm not talking about tongues. Why do you think they couldn't hear what he said when he spoke to them in their own language directly? They were not yet in the Spirit, but the Spirit was with them, but the Spirit was not in them. See the need to be born of the Spirit? How do you know if you're born of the Spirit? I'm going to look at that. How do you know if you're born of power? I'm going to look at that. How do you know if you actually know what it is to eat and drink the body of Christ? I'm going to look at that. Because you need to know that if you're going to become Christ like, right? Not know it. You need to know it, then know it, and then live it. Because your life will be the demonstration of it. This is not some intellectual exercise, Christianity, right? It's a demonstrated reality of heaven on earth that the earth cannot fathom because you're not of earth any longer. You're of the eternal one who's able to demonstrate something of eternity on earth that other people go, how do you love like that? I don't get it. How can you not be jealous? How can you not get offended, Damien? When they treated you like that, Everyone's watching, right? And so to be fully trained is way more than just praying a prayer. It's I want to become a disciple. I want to become like the one I love, like the one I follow, which means I've got to go through everything he went through, right? When he said, come follow me, it wasn't just, let's go for a walk. It was, I'm going to lead you through the process of death to life and you're gonna go through it, you can't go around it. Now you wanna go around it, right? You'd really wanna go around it because when you look at it and you go, we've gotta go through there, yeah, not intellectually, in reality. First thing you to do the is the well, we're gonna go somewhere where none of us wants to go. I did not wanna be a Christian. It's too easy, right, to go, oh, yeah, I'm going. You can be in the crowd going along. But he wants you to be a disciple. Easy to go along the crowd. Crowd ministry, right? No responsibility, no accountability, just turn up, enjoy the ride, go again, repeat the process the next week. That is not discipleship. Jesus turned and looked at the crowd and said, if you want to be a disciple, you've got to hate Who? you first you've got to hate yourself you've got to despise you but I quite love me well you've got to hate you and then you've got to hate everyone you love what's he really saying like what is he actually saying is he literally saying you've got to hate everybody no no But he's saying, if you love yourself and all these people more than me and they're in your way, you will not be able to be my disciple because you'll never follow because you'll put you and them first. And where you're going can't have that because you want to lead your wife and your kids and yourself into the fullness of an eternal life. And while you still love them, you will prioritize them over me. And I'm not saying you run away from them. So don't hear that. Because plenty of people have done that, right? Senior leaders. On the other side of the world, whole family falls apart. The whole process starts here, and the next person is my wife. And the next person is my two daughters. Don't even look there till you look here, because these are your disciples that God has put in your life. But we're always like this, right? Because we say, they're just too close. That's the point. I put you in covenant so you don't break it and run away from it. So what I want to do is just put up two columns. Christian, Christ-like. And what I want is, I'm hoping tonight is we're going to list some characteristics and some characteristics, and tonight you'll see this in your dreams. And you'll be going, Holy Spirit, show me what this looks like, right? Because pictures are powerful, and to see imagery helps us, but we need to see in the Spirit, not see in the flesh. So we need to open the eyes of our heart, Lord, that we would see who you are and who I am in the reality of who you say I am, not who I think or believe I might be because of my past or my present. So, Christian is all about being justified. Nothing wrong with being justified, right? Rather be justified than not justified. But what is a Christ-like man wanting to be? Yep. Now put another word around that for me, good man. So a Christ-like man wants to be transformed. He wants to be transformed spirit, soul, body. 1 Thessalonians 5. He wants to be sanctified in his entire being, so out of his body comes an expression of Christ. No one needs to see Greg Simnor. Would you agree? Be kind. (laughs) No one needs to see Steve Grove. What people need to see is the Christ in Steve and the Christ in Greg. They need encounters with the living Jesus that inhabits my being because I'm abiding in the Christ. They need to see an eternal love that's unconditional, not a human love that's conditional, based mainly on behaviour. They need to see something that's based on believing. That's not up and down, up and down, up and down, but that is constantly going from strength to strength to strength to strength to strength. That could be stoned and then say, Father, forgive the one who stoned me. There's an example of a Christ like man who was being transformed because that man was full of and faith. Yes, power. It says he was full of the Holy Spirit and he was full of faith. So he had eyes to see and know, and he was full of the Spirit's power to be able to demonstrate something that most of us wouldn't have a clue trying to do right probably tonight, right? Clear to myself. But that's the standard. And he spoke the words of who? who said the same words, Father, forgive. So there's your Christ likeness right there. But we'll never do it here, but there's nothing. That's awesome. But that's starting position, beginning. That's the beginning of the race. We've made this the end. You know what we do? Let's go find some people who don't know this and come back here, and we live here. Is that right? Yeah, but we're not supposed to stay here. And this is where a lot of people have stayed and live and build a tent. And so when this message turns up, we're like, what are you talking about? Or we go, that's not even possible because we base it on our own lives, right? Not on the word of God of what he's saying. All right. Here's another one. Principle. Purpose. So we live, as a Christian, from principles or purpose. What's your purpose? What's your kingdom assignment? What are you doing with your life? What are you going to do? Heard that? Or you're trying to live from the principles, the rights and the wrongs. I'm about right and wrong, are you? I'm about life. I'm about good and evil, are you? I'm about life. That's all from the other tree. So what's on the opposite side of here? Christ-like men live from... Give you a clue, begins with P. Say it again? Nope. Although it's connected to that. Did you say presence? Yeah, we'll go with that. Presence, person. How well do you know the person? Who do you say I am? You can answer that intellectually or you can answer that from the heart. One is transformative, one is just information. On the revelation of the principle, the purpose or the person, I'm going to build you. Is anything wrong with principles? No, but if they're not getting their life from that then they're just principles. No one was ever changed by a principle. You're changed by the person. It's not a principle that makes you free. It's a person. Because the truth is who? I am the... He's telling you, right? He's telling you, I'm life. So why are you looking for life and principles and purpose when I'm life? Now I'll give you life and I'll bring this alive but while you're looking for this without this it's dead. And you know what? You never actually find this and you become a self-righteous one of these. And you know what you do with the principles? You start pointing the finger at everybody. Self-righteous judgment. You're not living to the principle of right and wrong. So relationship on this side, religion on that side. Personhood living. And you need one thing. Out of the one thing comes everything, but we're looking for the everything, wondering why we haven't found this thing called life. And I mean a life within you that's going from strength to strength to strength to strength. It's like living in rivers of living water, and you're never running dry. you don't know what dry is, because the person in you, the promise er, has promised you what kind of life. A wellspring of life. Not trickles. So in the kingdom of God, the kingdom's always advancing and going forward. It's never going backwards, so it's always progressing. So the notion that there should never be such thing as dryness. You might go through externally some rough times, but I'm talking within you. If this is promising you strength to strength to strength to strength, and you're coming up with the opposite going well I'm dry there's something wrong with the abiding because if you're in the spirit you're never dry right it's like if you're in the spirit there's no division very cool when you're in the flesh there's all the division right I don't like you but there's no division in the spirit now the spirit will divide flesh and spirit because you're wanting oneness don't you Aren't we? What was the high priestly prayer in John seventeen? Why is he praying for oneness? Why isn't he praying for signs and wonders, the lost miracles? Why is our Lord Jesus Christ praying for oneness when he got to pray for anything? Because he knows we're not. He knew we would not be, and he knows the power of the flesh. All right, this one, self-led. What about over here? Spirit-led. Do you know yourself more than you know the spirit? Are you kidding yourself thinking you're spirit-led when you're self-led? Do you have the life of being spirit-led, or do you have the life of being self-led? Once again, where would I look to? I would look to here because this tells me what the fruit of the life in the spirit is. And it says, once again, it's abundant. It's overflowing. It's the more than life, right? It's not the I'm struggling, groping, grappling at everything. No, that's the flesh-led life. Otherwise, God's not a very powerful God. Who do you look to as your example? Jesus. Boom. Did he go through some of the stuff that we and, and try to create this other gospel? I'm in a dry season. Lord, I'm in a dry season. No, you won't see it, will you? <coughs> Hear what I'm saying? I'm not talking about external, I'm talking about internal systems of architecture in you because. You're no longer trying to lead you. You wanting to go over here. And so there's a person called the Holy Spirit in here that's actually doing what this says he was going to do. He's going to lead you into all the truth. He's the builder of the church. Those that build the house build in vain, right? Unless the Lord's building the house, but what's the house? Who's the house? We are. So unless the Spirit is building you and I, everything is just what? Vain imagination. We're doing through the same things, going around the same mountain, getting the same result. And that's how many Christians live and then die. They survive earth. I don't want to survive earth. I want to overcome earth. I want to overcome me and I want to overcome the demonic so the three things that I'm called to overcome by faith which is a spiritual faith not my vain imagination of what faith is because I know I was born for royalty and to be an ambassador from another place called heaven on earth for the period I've got between 1969 and when I go and I don't know when I go but he does and he says son make the most of your time while you're on earth doing what Lord becoming a football player becoming this becoming that or becoming a Christ like man who might be a football player right a Christ like man who may be a painter a decorator a whatever but am I a Christ like man then whatever I do Or am I just a Christian and my focus is more on earth for 80 years and then I go? Complete different reality, would you agree? Some of you are looking at me like, oh my goodness, why did I come here? (laughs) Striving, self-effort. What about this side? Rest. That is not putting your feet up and drinking beers in Fiji. You can be there and physically doing nothing, have more to worry about and be so stressed out doing nothing because right? your mind is hyperactive while you're not doing anything and you're worrying about what you should be doing back home. That is highly active And that is a person called Jesus. Sabbath rest. You enter into this rest and you cease from your trying. What a powerful position that is. To not try to live this out, but just live it out. Because the system in you is being transformed, which enables you just to be. This is a real good one. Good. But it's good, Greek. Yeah. But is it life? If this becomes God you're in trouble. If you minus a zero, you got God. You eat from this tree, you're in trouble. The root system of this tree is what? Death. So why would you be eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that actually produces death, but it's good? The greatest hoodwink is not the evil, right? That's easy to spot. The greatest evil is the good. You swap good for God because the good is good enough It's just not life. And the goal is life, right? So this tree produces death. There were two trees in the garden, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. How many times do we swap good for God? Well, it's good enough. Yeah, that's probably God. It's good. Christ-like men are about life. Jesus is life. What about this one? Morals hear me I'm not against living a a godly Christ like life but morals right and wrong what about over here begins with F you put truth but I'm going to put faith so focusing on not what beginning with S sinning but actually it's about sin right Not sinning or sins, it's sin. So if you sin, then the outworking of the sin are these things. Adultery, fornication, blah, blah, blah. So then what is sin? Because you can be morally correct and still sin because anything not done by faith is sin. So living a good life that's not a godly life is actually still a life of sin because you're missing the mark of faith because you're trusting in yourself so you're living to your earthly standard but it's good but it's not faith it's not eternal it's earth you see when Jesus turned up man he took it to a whole other level right you've heard I for an eye I'm telling you that forget about that it's love you what Jesus made it harder not easier agree He made it impossible, Steve. He didn't make it hard. He made it impossible. Without who? Him. And yet we try to live these lives without Him because we live good lives but they're not godly lives so we're justified and we're a Christian but we can't yet demonstrate Christ's likeness And the first aspect is love. Love one another the way I have loved you. Love this man the way God loves him. Yeah. Mm. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you ma- who's married? Love your wife the way the father loves your wife. Right. There is the first role of a husband. If you think it's too much, don't get married. Because if you don't, you're probably going to get entangled. Isn't that what Paul's teaching us? So, man, did I know this stuff when I got married? No. Love my wife the way you love her. You know what he said to me? Do you love my daughter the way I love her? Or do you treat her like something else? How do you see her, Greg? Is she an object? You start putting it into these categories, right? You're like, <laughs> shoot, right? And the word starts to apprehend you. You're like, oh my goodness me! See why you need my power, Greg? You can't keep that, Greg. You're gonna live like earth loves her, and she don't need that. And she can't also submit to you either. If she doesn't know this either. So, what are you gonna do, Greg? Well, you're gonna be looking for her for life, and she's looking for you to life, and neither one of you can produce the life that only I can produce. So get your eyes off one another and get your eyes up on me, otherwise, you're gonna tear each other apart. She doesn't have what you need. And you don't have what she needs. So get your eyes off one another and get them fixed on me, Greg. Then tell her to get her eyes fixed on me, Greg. Isn't that what he says? But why does he say it? Easy to be this. Impossible to be this without knowing spirit, power, and eating the right food. You do not get an Arnold Schwarzenegger body if you eat McDonald's. You do not get in shape if you're going to keep eating the foods that you've been eating. Fair cool? Why is the spirit any different? You will not be a Christ-like man if you do not eat Christ-like food. Huh. Yeah, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you, right? John six fifty three. My food is real drink. Sorry, my food is real. F- uh, my body is real food, and my drink, my my blood is real drink. So, how do you ever expect to live this out if you're not putting the right food in? You get it in the physical, and the physical is a foreshadowing of the spiritual. And this is where many get offended. And they say this Greg, are you judging us? No, I'm just preaching the truth. That's all I'm doing. I'm prophesying a reality for you and I as sons of Jesus Christ. Challenge is you can live as a slave and still be a son, you can live as an orphan and still be a son, right? I didn't lose, and me and Marty didn't lose our place in the seminal family because our behaviour wasn't up to scratch. Dad was still Dad. We were still Simnors, but we weren't necessarily living to the culture and the climate of the Simnors. Still sons. Same with God. His love is covering the behaviour in the hope that the revelation of love would enter, and we would wake up and realize who we've been called to really be, and who He says we really are, and just start living in accordance to that. Right? Not trying to die to self and die to self and die to self and die to self. Just live, 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 live. A <coughs> couple more. Copy. This is massive. Show me the how-to so I can copy. What's the opposite of copy? Once again, flesh. Imitate me as I imitate the Christ know the ways of the spirit don't try to be an apostle it's not what he's saying he's saying look at how I went from Saul to Paul imitate that imitate my process is what he's saying how did he go from being Saul to Paul like this guy is the best example of the flesh and the best example of the Spirit. He's the best example of a predestined son that was fleshly and a predestined son that became spiritual. But how did he go from there to there? Was it just a good idea? Revelation, He received power, right? Holy Spirit power, and then he started eating the spiritual word and he was in life, faith, imitate me. He was in the personhood. He was led by the Spirit. And he went on to see things. The guy wrote. Last one, I'll call it. This is a goodie. Remorse. Who needs to lead repentance? Who needs to lead repentance? <clears throat> God give me, grants us repentance that leads to life. Remorse doesn't lead to life. Remorse just says, I'm sorry for what I did, but here I am again. This is you never turn back right You're never back here again Because God granted you Repentance that led to Life so now you're living Judas was Full of Peter This is emotional I'm sorry Gutted feel guilty Tears all the stuff Is it right yeah But it's not that. Repentance leads to a brand new way of living, which is the entire point for why Jesus came, isn't it? To bring us into a new created state, not just tweak us and modify us because we're not that bad. That's how many Christians live. I'm not that bad compared to Josh. So I just need a bit of a tweak and a polish up and a bit of a shine. Eh. no one is everyone's missed the so why are you trying to polish up an old turd? because that's all I know how to do right? maybe that's what I've been taught maybe I haven't been brought into this by the spirit and the power and maybe I'm not eating the word so all I'm doing is what I know and he's going well that's okay but do you want to know something else? You want to know there's more because you don't yet know as you ought to know, Greek. You see, he goes, are you hungry and you're thirsty? Because he puts a condition around those that come to him. Which means he's looking for something from you, right? All those who are hungry and thirsty come to me. What are you hungry and thirsty for? You're sick and tired of the life you've lived trying to enter into life through you. Like, You are weary, not physically, spiritually weary. So you come as a broken, crushed spirit because you've been trying, Greg, for 29 years to try to find life in everything but Jesus himself. But Jesus has been present. He's done a miracle. He's worked on your father a miracle. He's worked on this and this. And Greg, you've had five supernatural encounters, including lights in your rooms at three o'clock in the morning, Greg, but you still didn't follow. Why? Because the pride in Greg was greater than God, even though it's not. But it is. And until I was willing to come as a crushed spirit I'm still going to stay in control of me Paul said I'm controlled by love what are you controlled by? now Paul was not controlled by love at one stage he was controlled by lust because he was still in self and self cannot be controlled by love because they are two opposite things right? self is of flesh lovers of spirit they're in opposition these guys are controlled by love Christians may or may not be but most of the time we're controlled by self because we haven't yet relinquished self because the power hasn't come into our will and crucified it but we're really trying hard to live this life we're really trying to apply that's the other problem I said I was going to finish. I need to finish. Last one. Understand. What are these guys about? So these guys are always trying to understand what they hear. What are these guys trying to do? Nope. Connect th- but if you don't know... you will never understand the spiritual word of god until your mind is renewed fickle so if your mind has been renewed by the holy spirit you'll hear what's being said All right watch out for the leaven of the pharisees he's talking about teaching guys what did they say we didn't bring any bread was he talking about bread because their minds were not of the Spirit yet, right? They're hearing in the natural and going there. So your mind will never understand the spiritual word of God unless the Holy Spirit in that moment is renewing it. So the point is you don't try to understand the spiritual word of God, you receive it. You receive it through the Spirit because it's Spirit and you have the Holy Spirit and where Spirit and Spirit meet, you have revelation. Then you have understanding because he reveals what would be the point then of Romans twelve two. if you can understand it off the bat why would the Holy Spirit need to renew your mind in fact if you could do any of this why do we need the Holy Spirit at all it's better if he comes that I go and he comes otherwise you're all in trouble right yet we somehow go yes to that and live without the Holy Spirit And think we can understand this through reading the original languages. And what you get is information, but what you don't get, unless he brings it to light, is revelation. And on the revelation of Jesus Christ, I build my church. Not on the information that you've acquired through human learning. So then you stay as a Christian that's cool, but you can't live as Christ lived. Because you don't have the life, because there's no revelation going on, but there's plenty of information being crammed, and then you want to tell everybody about the information, but there's no life in it because it's not the Word of God, it's just information about God, and nobody needs information about God. They need the Word of God because the Word of God created creation, and I'm creation, which means I need the Word of God. I'm the most cherished creation of all the creation. Right? I'm His beloved. but we try to read the book and understand the book through the mind and wonder why we're not going anywhere and we wonder why we've got all these different belief systems yeah? no? well I believe this well I believe this well I don't care like what has he said? because there's only one truth it's not three truths about end times right? it's not getting out of here, mid or post. He's busy if it is. So what's the problem? We are the problem. Why? Because we rest on our opinions. And we rest on our belief systems because we are intelligent, we study. But I go, what about the Holy Spirit revealing it? Do you have the mind of Christ? How do you get the mind of Christ? Is that a spiritual mind? Because he's all spirit, right? But if you don't know the spirit, how can you have the spiritual... Well, you might have it as a deposit, but are you using it? Or is it your mind? He doesn't want you living from your mind. He wants his mind, right? His mind's a spiritual mind. So then you think the way he thinks. You see the way he sees. You hear the way he hears. You act the way he acts. You're becoming Christ-like. You're not just a Christian, say, waiting to go to heaven, living your life on earth. You're actually becoming an ambassador... From heaven, you're seated in heavenly places, living on earth as if you're seeing from heaven here, but you're not in heaven, you're on earth. But what's in your heart and your mind is heaven. So you speak like heaven, think like heaven, act like heaven. You have the capacity as you grow to demonstrate heaven here. Heaven's love. And the first thing is love. Why are you asking me about signs and wonders if you can't love the way I command you to love? Why are you searching for purpose if you can't love the way I commanded you to love? Why are you worried about getting married and have kids if you can't love the way you love? Because you're all going to stand in front of me and I'm going to ask some serious questions at a judgment seat. And I'm going to say to you, did you love me like I loved you? First question. And we want to go, Amen. Yes, I did. Might not have been perfect, I was growing in it, but I left the old life, entered into the new life, and I heard and saw, and I'm moving. Did you love people like I love them, Greg? Yes, I did, Lord, to the best I was in love, being perfected in love. Yes, you did some. Well done, good and faithful servant. Did you actually do the will of my father, Greg, not looking for your own will? Yes, I did, Lord, and I'm confident of this. Good, because the fire's about to go through you right now. We're going to see what much of it is flesh and how much is spirit. And at the end of that fire, there's a reward and there's a loss. 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 15. Go have a look. So Christians and Christ-like men are going to go through a fire. Not for heaven and hell, for reward. And that fire is going to test whether you are of Flesh or spirit. And everything that's not of spirit is burnt up. And you're going to miss out on a reward. But we haven't taught this, right? We've just taught heaven and hell. And we need to start teaching it. Because it's in the book. And I'm not making it up. So go have a look to see if it's in the book rather than just believe what I'm saying. Because I'm speaking what's in the book. So guys, it's about becoming Christ-like. It's no longer about just staying comfortable, saying, I believe. It's like, I live. And I'm being called to a high calling, right? I haven't yet arrived, but I'm pressing on to the upward call of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is not waiting to get to heaven. It's a life on earth, which is heavenly, demonstrated on earth through the power of spirit and truth through and in me. And it's a divine invitation that you don't have to pick up, but you've been invited tonight to pick it up. Amen. So, Lord, I pray as we go to bed that you would speak to us. It says, Lord, that you give to people while they sleep. And those that are running around doing Christian activity, unless it's the Lord doing it, it's just a complete waste of time. It's all in vain. That's what you say, God. So, Father, if that is us, apprehend us from that, Lord. Arrest us from good Christian activity that is not spirit-led and spirit-empowered, that doesn't have you on it, so we can put it down and lay hold of what is. As we sleep, Holy Spirit, speak, show, reveal, impart, convict. Whatever it is we need as individuals tonight, God, to awaken us maybe to a reality we haven't yet known, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would do it if it's a genuine desire of our heart that we would want to become Christ-like men and not just, say, men who are Christians, that we're able to live like Christ lived, love like he loved, lay our life down like he laid our life down and see your kingdom come in our lives first, and in the lives of those around us. So I ask this through the powerful name of my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow, guys, we'll obviously got breakfast today, but what I just want to start with just everyone introducing themselves. So just have a think about it's really simple, like who are you, where you're from, why you're here. Um, if you haven't got a t shirt, there's a t shirt. Um, and that was kindly provided by Roger from Platform Print, who's here, so thank you Roger. Roger owns Platform Print in Auckland and they supplied all that for free. Um, so make sure you get your T-shirt um, and a name tag just to help everyone say hi, Kevin, hi, Greg, whatever. Um, and I think that's it. So there's coffee and tea over there, if you wanna make that up, there's some biscuits and bits and pieces. If you wanna just hang, hang. If you wanna to go to bed, go to bed. If you wanna go home, go home. <laughs> Freedom in him, right? If you want to ask me questions later on, feel free to ask me questions, whatever. Uh, Where am I? Scripture back fine, and then I thought.